0: Welcome to Sharp Waves, a podcast from the International League Against Epilepsy. Our episodes cover epilepsy research, clinical care, career development, and issues in diagnosis and treatment from around the globe. A recent publication in epileptic disorders reported data from more than 1,300 infants whose mothers are enrolled in the Kerala Registry of Epilepsy and Pregnancy, a regional registry in southern India. Most mothers were taking anti-seizure medication during pregnancy, though about a hundred of them were not. Their babies were evaluated for mental and motor development just after one year of age. Among other results, the study found that exposures to valproate monotherapy, phenobarbital monotherapy, and polytherapy were associated with a relatively high risk of developmental delay. Dr. Bruna Nussera spoke with Dr. Sanjeev Thomas about the findings and implications of the study.
1: Thank you so much for being here. Today we are talking about your recent article published on epilepsy disorder. And I ask you to introduce yourself.
2: My name is Dr. Sanjeev Thomas. I'm an epileptologist and a neurologist working in India most of my career, I was working in Sri Chitra Institute for Medical Science and Technology in Trivandrum. This is the, where we had carried out this research in the past. Last year, I had moved to another institution as the director of that Institute of Communicative and Cognitive Neurosciences where also we are looking at uh, the developmental outcomes of children.
1: Please provide some background um, on the topic of your research and explain why this study was done. You
2: know, there are about 50 million people with epilepsy across the world and a quarter of them are women in a reproductive age group. One of the main concerns for women during the reproductive period is uh, what will happen to their child if they continue to take anti-epileptic medications or anti-seizure medications uh, during pregnancy. At the beginning of my career, I didn't have a proper answer to this uh, question, especially based on uh, our own uh, experience. So in 1998, we started the Kerala Registry of Epilepsy and Pregnancy to systematically look at uh, the reproductive outcome of women with epilepsy and uh, the long-term outcome of uh, children born to them. So we in this this registry recruit uh, women in the preconception period Uh, that is when they are planning a pregnancy or in the first trimester of pregnancy. And uh, the follow-up is essentially looking for any prenatal screening for any malformations and uh, also uh, looking at the control of seizures during pregnancy. And uh, at the time of uh, childbirth onwards, we were looking at uh, the babies. At birth, a physical examination is carried out by the attending physician and uh, at three months of age, all babies are examined uh, in our uh, registry and, uh, for physical uh, defects and an echocardiogram and an abdominal ultrasound is done to look for any internal malformations which we might have missed out. Then at uh, one year, we look at the developmental outcome, motor and uh, mental development of these babies. After that, uh, as per our protocol, all babies are examined at 6 years of age and 12 years of age and 18 years of age. So we have, uh, this cohort is being followed up for a very long period. The oldest uh, children in our cohort are around 21-22 years. This particular paper is the looking at uh, the developmental outcome at one year of age or just after one year.
1: Thank you. So how were the data extracted for this study?
2: As per our protocol, all children have to be brought to the clinic at uh, after one year. If uh, somebody doesn't turn up, we send a mail to them. And uh, or contact them on phone and ask them to come. They are examined uh, by a developmental pediatrician. We have a very good developmental pediatric center in the same campus. So we were uh, collaborating with them. And if you will notice, uh, half of the authors in this uh, publication are actually faculty from that side. So information they have is that, you know, the mother had epilepsy and was or might have been on some medications. We don't give any information about the, whether they were on medicines or if so, what were the medicines they were taking. They have to do the developmental assessment, which they were standardized in our place called developmental assessment of uh, children, Indian infants, DASI, which is an adaptation of the Bailey scale of development. And uh, then they give us the information back to us.
1: And what were the main findings of the
2: study? We were basically looking at uh, the effect of antiepileptic drugs. Whether the antiepileptic anti seizure medications had any adverse effects. So in our uh, series, we lo- adjusted for several confounders, like you know, maternal age, the birth weight of the baby, type of epilepsy the mother had. In our study, we were actually having a small number of children who were not exposed to any anti medications during pregnancy. They were around 110. Then we had a, a larger group, around 800 plus, who were on monotherapy and a 400 plus who were on polytherapy. The monotherapy was mostly the traditional anti drugs like carbamazepine, cenitoin, phenobarbital, and valprovate. And the newer antiepileptic drugs like oxcarbacepin, lamotrigin and uh, levetiracetam. For the polytherapy, essentially we had uh, half of them on valprovate plus some other medicines and uh, another group uh, on multiple drugs but not uh, on valprovate. When we looked at uh, their uh, developmental outcome, motor and mental developmental outcome, the striking abnormalities were actually... A significant uh, drop in the quotients, mental as well as motor development quotient, for those exposed to valprovate monotherapy and uh, any polytherapy. Within the polytherapy group, those who were exposed to valprovate and other drugs had maximum drop. But others who were on polytherapy with other medicines also had a significant uh, impairment. For the mental development, uh, phenobarbitone monotherapy exposed children also had a significant impairment. Carbamazepine, phenytoin, actually they were intermediate and they had slight impairment but uh, not very significant. Among the newer drugs, levatricetam had a significantly better outcome at least we can say that the newer antiepileptic drug exposure did not influence the mental and motor developmental outcome when examined at 1 year of age so we have actually three sets of uh, outcomes significant impairment with uh, phenobarbital and valprovate as monotherapy and uh, any polythe- polytherapy particularly valprovate plus other medicines and the least or uh, the best outcomes were for the newer drugs like levetiracetam.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. What are the uh, implications of your result? the clinical implications?
2: Until uh, a couple of, uh, maybe a decade ago, we were not very seriously uh, considering the cognitive adverse effects of exposure to anti medications during pregnancy. Most of us were talking about malformation risk and how do we reduce it and other things. So we were focusing on the therapy in the first trimester. So after first trimester, uh, you know, you can manage with any drug. It doesn't matter because the organogenesis is over. So it it shouldn't really cause any harm. However, uh, with the significant effect on the uh, cognitive outcome, the exposure during the entire pregnancy, particularly in the second and third trimester becomes more important. So, it is not only the first trimester, all the three trimester exposures are equally important. This is first one. Uh, Second is that we have now the capability to modify or intervene Mm -hmm. and uh, improve the outcome. Uh, If we plan pregnancy ahead and also uh, avoid uh, offending medications like Valprovate, Polytherapy and phenobarbitone. And uh, if possible, try to manage with the newer drugs like levetiracetam or lamotrogen. There is a good possibility that the children will have uh, no adverse outcome as far as mental and motor development is concerned.
1: And can you briefly discuss also the study strength and limitation?
2: The strength of this study is that it is a very uh, rigorously developed protocol starting from preconception period through the entire pregnancy and uh, afterwards also. So the exposure to medications like anti seizure medications or other medications, we had the, the systematic prospective data from pre-pregnancy period onwards. The information was updated on a monthly basis uh, during the entire pregnancy. What was the dosage that was used, uh, what were the seizure count during that period and uh, whether it was continuing or not. And uh, after delivery, three more months. So altogether, 12 months anti-seizure medication uh, was very rigorously being uh, monitored. The weakness of the study I would say is that we don't have drug levels measured for this. Mm. This is still on the basis of the total dose that is consumed. Uh, in India we didn't have we don't have that uh, facility on a larger scale so it is uh, it was not part of our uh, protocol. Most of the pregnancy registries uh, do not have blood level as a part of their protocol. We had a very good uh, follow-up of around uh, 71% children. being. The dropout was mostly because some of our children did not turn out for the evaluation at the right time. Some children didn't uh, cooperate. They were very restless and uh, in know, hospital environment they were not comfortable and uh, we couldn't complete the test for some of the children.
1: Are there next steps for you in this line of uh, research?
2: First uh, stage of our cognitive evaluation is at one year of age and the second one is at six years of age when the children are examined uh, for IQ and their language uh, outcome as well as the EEG. Then again, this same series is being repeated at 12 years and 18 years of age. We have published our data for these uh, intervals also where again we have shown that uh, the developmental outcomes like IQ and language functions are significantly impaired in children exposed to anti-seizure medications, particularly to valprovate and uh, polytherapy. Uh, when we say that uh, this, uh, there is an impairment, there are two questions. If we demonstrate a five or six point drop in the developmental outcome, does it matter Does it influence their uh, real-life performance? So we looked at uh, their uh, educational outcome of the children who are grown up and found that uh, this is another paper which we had recently published. We had a group who had actually been 18 plus. That means they are uh, eligible for university studies. There were 99 children in our cohort who were in the upper strata of older age group. And uh, 28% of them had joined the university for one or the other courses. Whereas for our Kerala state, it is the 37% who enroll in the university. So there is a significantly lower performance. Even at lower classes, they had increased absenteeism. They were using more uh, scribes to write their exams. The dropout rate was higher so, definitely there was a setback in their educational performance. So, I think even if when we say there is only 5 point or 6 point drop, it translates into a significant educational uh, obstacle or barrier for this. Another thing is when we say that there is an impairment in their function, is it that uh, environmental factors, uh, neglect or socio-economic factors, they are not able to do it? So we looked at uh, the brain volume, uh, we looked did, did some detailed uh, uh, quantitative MRI in a small group of children with impairment, that is children with uh, exposure to anti-seizure medications and impaired cognitive functions, and found that they had lower gray matter volume, their cerebral cortex was thinner than uh, mm-hmm. others, and particularly this was in the Very opercular area where the language functions are. So, there is also an anatomical structural correlate for uh, this impairment. See, what we saw at one one year is persisting even right up to 20 or 21 years of age. So, it is not something reversible or something transient. This is a significant problem that may persist for a longer period of time, which is a very serious uh, matter.
0: Thanks for listening to Sharp Waves. Our content is meant for informational purposes only and not as medical or clinical advice. The International League Against Epilepsy is the world's preeminent association of health professionals and scientists working toward a world where no person's life is limited by epilepsy. Find more Sharp Waves episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at ilae.org.